I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Dave and the Genevieve. Uh, there's a new report out uh, saying the U- U.S. has seen the biggest drop in home values since the 2008 housing crash, um, and that the market, all t- told, has lost two almost two and a half trillion between June and this last December. This is all court- according to uh, real estate data from Redfin. I have their app. Uh, but yeah, they compile all of this data, and it gives us an indication of well, prices are dropping. They're dropping, which probably panics you a little bit if if you are a homeowner or you're looking to sell. But you know, when one door closes, another door opens. Bad news for the sellers. This is great relief to buyers who've been getting the double whammy of record home prices, and then interest rates that have been skyrocketing. They've doubled in the last year. It feels like good news, particularly for first-time home buyers, right? I mean, if... if Kind of the forgotten buyer. Yeah. They get shut out. They get left behind because they're the first-time home buyer. You know, and they, they can't afford. Yeah, because the prices. The, the first time home buyer doesn't have the built up equity of selling a home, having a chunk of yeah. cash that they can use to help with closing costs and down payments, all of that stuff. The first time home buyer is overwhelmed. And with prices as high as they were, they were also shut out of being able to afford um, getting into that starter home. Remember the starter home? <laughs> Cute little, quaint, affordable, tiny starter home. So let's talk about the who benefits. Who benefits and how they can benefit by this dip in housing prices. And we went in depth on two different options last week. And so I want to revisit those. And I want to revisit them from the perspective of you're the dad and I'm the mom who's having a conversation with our first-time homebuyer kids mm-hmm. about these options to help get them into a home. Which one would we recommend they go for? So let's start with Senate President Stuart Adams' pitch. And by the way, lawmakers I saw on Friday night had set aside $50 million in the budget for his first-time homebuyer pitch. And this is the legislation that's been proposed that would give first-time homebuyers up to $20,000 so that they can get in and make that down payment or um, come up with those closing costs, or they can buy down the interest rate. What we're seeing right now, this is a moment in time when interest rates have gone from 3% to 6%. You can take this 20000 It just isn't for their down payment. In fact, probably not a lot of it will be used for the down payment. They can buy down the interest rate. When you buy down the interest rate to a 3%, you bring more people into the market that can qualify these first home buyers. And if you're scratching your head and if you're a first time home buyer, you may not understand that this is something that you can do. Right now, 
interest rates are six and a half percent. Pretty solid across the board, six and a half percent. So whatever the purchase price is, mm-hmm. you're going to amortize over thirty years at six and a half percent. Well, if you come up with some extra cash early on, then the mortgage lender will say, well. If you give me an extra ten thousand dollars, I'll drop it down to a five and a half percent rate over thirty years. If you give me twenty thousand, I'll drop it down to four and a half percent. Whatever I just made up those numbers, but that's kind of how it works. You pay down the interest rate, and your payments lower. Yeah, and you so the pay idea less, less in interest over the life of your loan, and that, and that works for some people. Yeah. And, and you will save a lot more over the life of the loan. You'll pay less in a monthly payment. So it, it can be tempting to come up with that ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars mm-hmm. early on to buy down that interest rate. And an under Senate President Adams' plan, the home would have if you're going to take this twenty thousand dollar chunk, the home could be no more than four hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars uh, in value. So, unfortunately, we're talking about starter homes being in the four dollars to $450,000 range. And he feels as though this would be a catalyst for developers to build more homes in that four fifty dollars and under range. Um, would you have to pay it back? No. You don't. Yes, if you sell the home within a, before the end of the loan. So, if you take out a 30-year loan and you sell the home before that, you would have to pay that back. And this comes out of the state fund, which is, I see on that big, big old chart they sent out to us on Friday night, detailing how all the money is going to get divvied up in the budget. They're setting aside, looks like $50 million for this. So I think this is going to be a, a real conversation that you could be, you and I could be having with our kids very, very soon, because I know we have kids, you do too. I've, I've already talked to my daughter about this. Yeah. And it, it's very interesting because when you're a first-time home buyer, again, you may not have the closing costs available to you. You may not be able to come up with a down payment or be able to buy down some of these interest rates. This could be extremely helpful. Now, that that's a different conversation to say, should the government be coming in and promoting first-time home buyers or subsidizing first-time home buyers? I, I don't think that should be the case. But- that being said, it seems but, like this will pass. So that so, but that's kind of not the debate we're going to have right, right now. We're right. not going to get into a war over whether or not we yeah, should be doing it. In right. two thousand and nine or what ten, it was eight thousand dollars from the federal government when the right. housing market crashed. So we're not going to get into that right now. What we're talking, we're going to look at this in terms of what we're going to tell our kids yeah. and advise our kids. So so that's the government option. The private sector option is one we spoke to Mountain America Credit Union uh, and Kara Loftus who oversees their 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 mortgage program. And this is the new loan that she talked about that um, might help first-time home buyers. It solves some problems for them. We at the credit union have designed, it is a first-time home buyer program. It is a loan that amortizes over 40 years, but has a balloon due in 15 years. So it allows the first-time home buyer to get into a home, start earning some equity or building that equity, um, and then at 15 years, they are required to either refinance it or pay a balloon payment. Typically, people don't stay in their home longer than 15 years 
and they don't keep the same loan for 15 years. So it's a great program, again, for our first-time home buyers to get into a home and start building equity. Now, just to be very clear, this isn't a 40-year loan because at 15 years, you've got to pay it off. Either you've got to refinance it, you've got to sell it, you've got to uh, just pay it off. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. That's not going to happen, but that it's the 15-year mark. Typically, people don't keep a loan or stay in the home that long. Right. Yeah. Even on a first-time home, a first-time home, so it does allow them the benefit of starting to earn equity, so that when they are ready to move up and buy a bigger home, it gives them that opportunity. And if you're wondering, well, what does equity look like in 15 years? Because that's essentially the bet you're making that the equity you're going to make in the the house is going to be so much better than what you would have hypothetically paid off. Uh, yeah, okay. So For an example. So Draper 2009. That's 15 years ago. $342,000 for a home. That was the average home. Now? 761,000. More than doubled in 15 years. Should we scoot up to Layton? Yeah. Uh 2009, 287,000. Today, uh, a little more than $200,000 more in yeah. terms of equity at 489,000. Uh American Fork, you were paying $350,000 if you bought in the American Fork area back in 2009. And today, you would be able to sell that baby for $517,000. So you can see, uh, obviously, when you look at the the housing prices right now, we had a huge spike over the last couple of years. But you can see that over the last 15 years, equity has gone through the roof. Can you expect a similar a similar jump in the next 15 years? I want to know what one you would lean toward when you're having this conversation with your your kiddos who are looking to get into their first home. I know what I've landed on because I've been thinking a lot about this over the weekend since we last talked about this last week. And and I'm very clear on why I would pitch the one plan to my kids and tell them not to go with the other plan. You want to hear? Yeah. Okay. Should we take live calls too? Let's do it. Okay. 801-575-TALK. First time home buyers, what do you think? Do you do you like the idea of legislation helping you out? $20,000 to help you get into that first home? Or do you think that the banks and the mortgage lenders have got it figured out with a different loan program for first-time home buyers. Do you like the legislative solution, or do you like the private sector solution? Dave and the Genevieve. If you're sitting down at the kitchen table, like Dave and I will be, and talking to our 20-something-year-old kiddos about uh, getting into their first home, which plan would you 
lean on or lean toward if your kids asked you? The $20,000 uh, for the down payment or buying down the interest that the state of Utah looks like they're going to soon be offering to first-time home buyers, or the private sector solution, which is that 40-year loan with a balloon payment due in 15. Yeah, I look at the 40-year loan a lot like the interest-only loans uh, that we used to have back in the in the late 2000s, you know, like right around the, the crash. <laughs> I, there were a lot of bad loans being sent out. There were a lot of bad loans that led to the huge market crash of, of 2007, 2008, right? So I'm a little hesitant anytime we start manipulating loans. That being said, we've got to figure out a way to get first-time home buyers into a home because right now it's six and a half percent interest rate, with the median home being somewhere between four hundred and fifty and five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You cannot afford that monthly payment as a first-time home buyer. Take let's take phone calls before we weigh in on our takes on what okay. we tell our own kids. 801-575-TALK. If you were having this conversation with your adulting children, um, which plan would you recommend to them if they asked? David, are you calling us from Omaha, Nebraska, David? I'm calling you from, I had to pull off the freeway. We're here attending grandkids in Provo. But this conversation, I had to get in on it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, well, welcome. It's, to the... door, it's door number C. What is it? It's what? neither. Okay. Go okay. For it. Look at the Japan residential real estate market over the last 20 years. It is still negative. It's never come back. They're landlocked. You would think that we'd have a supply and demand issue and a landlocked area with population increasing. But no, there are other economic things that come to bear here. Look at the consumer price index in the 2008-2009 crash. We were inflated, residential real estate, 37% higher than the CPI, and it came down below that. It took years to come back. Today, we are inflated 42% residential real estate across the United States compared to the CPI. So it's door number C. Pay the additional $300 a month of rent even though the rent and real estate market is inverted right now compared to a mortgage payment, and wait this thing out for two, three years, you're going to be able to pick up anything you want for a minimum of $100,000 less than what it's going for today. Well, I want I want your crystal ball. Uh, David, thanks for the phone call. Craig from Salt Lake City, if you were presented presenting your kids with either of these options, um, which one would you lean toward? So I kind of missed the option thing. I had tuned in about five minutes ago, and they told me to call in. I just had a quick comment, sure. um, and maybe you guys can address this. But I was a realtor for over a decade, and to me, this this bill to help uh, homeowners, young homeowners, I think it's fantastic in terms of what they're trying to do. But I I don't like it because the only reason I don't like it is because it looks like it's just intended to pad the pockets of new home builders. And that's my only problem. Unless they've changed the bill, they made it under to the fact where you can spend it 450000 to 20000 is great. I'm fine with all that. But you need to ask them why they're not making that available to all housing. Instead, they're saying only new construction. Because that totally smacks of a bill that's aimed to help developers more so 
than those first-time home buyers. And I've been I've done this for a long time, so I'm just saying that to me is highly problematic. It's a one piece of pork that I just do not agree with in any way, shape, or form. They should open that up to all homes and under those given requirements, not just new construction. Thank you, thank you. That that's a great question. It's a great question because when you limit it to new building and again the the idea the reason and we talked to uh, president Stuart adams who's the senate president up on the up on the hill he said the reason he's doing that is because he's trying to promote builders to not just focus on multifamily dwellings and big huge houses to take the smaller profit margins by building first-time homes. And that's what developers have done is they've gone for um, the huge profit margins of multi-million dollar homes or, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar homes, and they've kind of forgotten about the little guy, the first-time home buyer. I'm trying to read through the fine print on this legislative proposal, and maybe it's blaring somewhere on this page and I'm missing it. I don't see where it says first time, I mean, excuse me, new construction only. Um, and the reason um, I want to actually, can we get a text into uh, President Adams um, or his staff there, Caitlin, and ask him if it is specifically new construction? Yeah. Do you get that? I don't know because I imagine, like, I think about a lot of these apartment complexes that developers go into and they gut them, and they turned them into condominiums, which became very popular in other states. Haven't seen as much of that here, maybe some of it, but that w- I don't know that that would qualify for new construction, yet that would be a great way of creating that first-time homebuyer experience from a major apartment complex. So we're going to ask him that to, to clarify that. Yeah, that, it's an important clarification. We want to make sure uh, that we have that very clear because that does, that's a game changer. If you're only rewarding new builds versus existing homes, that's a, that's a very important thing to find out. And, uh, Craig, we'll, we'll look into that. Seth in Mill Creek. Seth, what do you think? I like both the options A and B because I, I'm originally from Florida, but I like Utah and the job market and everything, mm-hmm. and it would be nice to have assistance to get into my first home because I would be considered a first-time home buyer. Well, welcome to Utah. Welcome to Utah, and if we can keep you here, awesome. Well, a lot of people actually will qualify as a first-time home buyer. In fact, when we talked to uh, President Adams, he said, uh, as long as you haven't purchased a home within three years, you would qualify as a quote-unquote first-time home buyer. I think that was Matthew when we said that or maybe it was both of them um but that was something we didn't know we didn't know um so we're texting to find out if we can get that detail on the first time like whether it's a new build or if it's existing so we'll let you know as soon as we know what's your take dave if you're sitting down at the kitchen table with the kiddos what which direction would you tell them to go it's hard not to take the twenty thousand right up front you will have to pay it back eventually that we want to make that very clear. This is not just stimulus money. If you sell the house, if you, yeah. It, it sounds like if you carry that loan for 30 years, then maybe it will be waived. But if you sell it, you will have to pay back into that fund. So, but I look at it as that 20 grand would really help you get in 
the first time. That first purchase is so difficult. That mm-hmm. first time home is is the hardest. So I would say I like the twenty grand. Oh. Did I steal yours? You did. Well, here's here's why I would tell him to go with the twenty grand is is I do these I always do the the sleep test. How well you're gonna sleep at night? If you have a fifteen year balloon payment in your face, you may sleep well the first five years of that but not so well as that 15 years creeps up. Um, and then the idea of refinancing or being kind of forced to refinance so you can get away from that balloon payment, well, now you got to pay refinancing, and that ain't free. Um, I think that 20000 upfront is cleaner, and you can make a choice as to whether you want to buy down the interest rate or you want to put more toward your, your, your closing costs or your down payment. I would definitely tell my kids – Buy down the interest rate. And I would also tell them, if it is indeed turning into a buyer's market, to ask the seller to buy down even more of the interest rate. So maybe now you're in the 5% or 4.5% interest rate range. So yeah, we both land on the same same plan for our kids. But the the 40-year plan, and again... It's kind of like forty year amortization. It's very specific, but you gotta pay it off in fifteen years. It can be very overwhelming. That's why you have to sit down with the experts, have them walk through all of these options because it, it might make all the sense in the world for one family and it might be a terrible decision for another. We just want to throw out some of the opportunities that are out there for first time home buyers and try to make your best decision. Good luck. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.